Hello, greetings, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I am here with my brother in Christ, friend, comrade, uh, Keith Jowers. And Keith, I should say Dr. Keith Jowers, because, you know, he has a PhD, but he is a very humble man and very uh, gracious to be here with us today. But Keith, Keith is up to all kinds of great stuff all the time. He lives in Jacksonville, Florida, with his beautiful wife, Glenda, who is an amazing woman of God. I absolutely love her. But he has such a diverse background, everything from law enforcement, acting and the founder of Dads for Life. So Keith, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. I appreciate you having me today. Well, it's been a while since we chatted and I was like, I need to get Keith back on the show because you've been doing all these really cool things lately. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it because I know, knowing you and Glenda, I know how spirit led you are. And I know that you guys really discern the seasons of life that you're in. So for like the last three years, you have stepped out into a passion Uh, and you're passionate about all kinds of things, but you've been doing all this acting stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in that? Yes, Maggie, I, uh, I, 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 for 30 years, I worked on stage at our church and did various things. And I started, you know, just, just being in musicals and, and all sorts of different roles were popping up and I would accept them and never really knowing. I just wanted to be involved at church and, and help bring that message across that we were doing. Um, I, I was really enjoying every part of that. And then as I as in my law enforcement career led me into being a school resource officer, I actually got involved with drama at school because no couldn't find a teacher to do that for the kids. And they really wanted to do that. So. Um, my wife was like, okay, one more thing to just add on. So I did. And sure enough, we, we stepped out and, and I did a couple of things uh, that I started on my own. And then I worked with chorus teacher who was a lovely lady and she and I put together some musicals. So I was teaching a lot of kids backstage work and uh, how to you know act and how, how to be as good on stage and off stage together and learn skills about life and how theater can help you do that. I was it's just things I had learned personally. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, it come to the tenure I was leaving. They didn't have drama anymore. And that really kind of, you know, was a bummer. But, you know, the thing is, is that everybody has a season in life. So but for those uh, 10 years I was there, we kind of really enjoyed doing some drama and helping the community and raise some money and doing some neat things just to help kids. I learned back. They learned backstage skills. They learned character acting. They learned singing. I mean, it was just a wonderful time. I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that God had you in the role of a resource officer because law enforcement is a very important role. And so, first of all, I want to thank you for your service and as well as those that may be watching from any type of first responders. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys and we support you guys. Um, But knowing someone like you, Keith, knowing you on a personal level and knowing someone like you was in a middle school dealing with tweens, you know, young teens and things like that. It brings me, as a mom and grandma, great comfort. So uh, how many years did you do that? Was that well, the I, 10 years? or? Yes, I was actually a middle school and high school I, together. For 10 okay. years, I was actually on that campus alone. That, that was my beat every single day. And uh, I, I then went into working with elementary kids. Uh, and I, I don't know what happened to me. I went from working at one school to working at 31 schools and uh, managing 100 uh, uh, civilians at the same time. It was just really a, a strange time, but we got through them. And I did that totally for 18 years. So in my 30-year career, I spent 18 years actually working with kids. So uh, it, it was um, it, 
it was good because that was a whole different era of working as officer friendly. But interesting enough, I started as officer friendly in the 80s as a young police officer, and I ended my career as officer friendly uh, 30 years later. So I absolutely love that. And that's probably where a lot of your books were maybe inspired from, the, some of the books that you've written. Uh, yes, I actually have I've written four books. Two were dealing with parenting and, and, and children and especially coming to, to being a young divorced dad. But I, I just I decided back then I would spend time with my daughter and I would uh, no matter what it took. So but then as a police officer and then after I retired, I saw the media just really downgrading the police. And I know policemen and I know their hearts. And every organization has something they have to deal with. that doesn't it's not positive. But you know what? For the most part. Policemen are wonderful people and they care about their community and they certainly love kids and want kids to stay out of trouble and doing the right thing. So I wrote two officer friendly books called Meet Officer Keith. And uh, there were two different things uh, dealing with actually what a police officer does and working with your canine friends. So it was really it's, that was inspiring back then, too, because uh, the media doesn't treat us very well. Yeah, I know. It's very, very sad what we see in the media. But there is a huge advocates of people that do love our law enforcement and appreciate uh, the work that is done. And it's really, to be honest, it's just a sign of the times. You know, when we talk about Second Timothy, I mean, it's just like played out whenever it comes to, you know, talking about about police officers and, and different people, lovers of self and that whole just that whole passage really defines where we're at now. So, but I'm so thankful for all of the years that you spent sewing into that. Love the books. Uh, love my, my grandson, Dorian, you know, the K-9. He, when he got a dog, I got your dog book and he absolutely, it was perfect. Uh, so, but it's super important. And uh, what you've done over the years with Dads for Life is incredibly important. So uh, since you are now out acting, I know you were all over the place. So you're in Franklin, you're going to Ohio, you're on all these movie sets, sitcom sets, all these things going on in your life right now. How are you balancing all of that? I mean, that's a lot, Keith. With my wife, Glenda, helping me balance my schedule, um, you know, and, and being retired has definitely helped out a lot, obviously. But, you know, we go through seasons in life, Maggie, no matter where we're at. It could be good season. It could be a bad season. It could be a learning season. They're all you can always learn something from the seasons you're in. As long as we just keep humble and we just don't you know, think that we're better than than somebody else or, or you know, that we're doing something great because, you know, God has a plan for all of us. Yes. As Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and if you follow that plan, you know, then he's going to direct your steps at the right time. I never saw myself doing what I'm doing now. I truly didn't. But the doors <laughs> keep opening. I keep walking through them. So and obviously I'm being typecast as a police officer a few times, too. So I don't know why. <laughs> Interesting. I did not realize that. So can you talk a little bit about um, the movie that you guys were shooting in uh, Franklin? Yes, I can. Uh, that's actually through Called Hire Studios, and I'm really involved in them. And I, I just really, their vision is phenomenal. Called Hire Studios is going to be an up-and-coming studios. We are growing uh, already by leaps and bounds. Just after our first project we did, it took over almost two years of planning. But we did a movie called Camp Hideout. It'll be out next summer, hopefully. And uh, it's got uh, just, if you could think about Ernest Goes to Camp and Home Alone and mixing those two scripts together, that's Camp Hideout. And we're excited about that. Um, and I was a police officer in that particular movie as well. So, um, and I get to, to take care of the, the guys at the end. But, you know, the, the thing about it is that uh, we, we, we have grown so fast so quickly. We're now already into a children's book series. So it's really 
cool what uh, what the Lord's done through uh, Cold Hire Studios. I love that. I love that concept because I remember back Home Alone, first of all, is classic. I mean, it's just so funny. So uh, it just makes me smile knowing that. And Ernest, I mean, like that's that's real entertainment back in the day. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have Jim Varner around anymore. But but, you know, I, I think when when you think about those kind of things that make a, a family laugh and even though they're kind of crazy and, and people can get hurt actually doing the stunts. But when you do those kind of things, it, it, it brings funny because you tend to teach kids too. OK, you don't do these things, you know, you don't do these kind of things. And, and you'll see that in Camp Hideout that with that particular movie that, uh, you know, some, well, it's just it's interesting how. The, the thing comes out that you just kind of should be doing the right thing all the time. So I'm excited about that. seeing uh, the results of that, that particular movie. I love that. And we know that you are a very spirit-filled, faith-based man. And uh, so this film, it sounds like to me that it would actually minister to people who are not Christians as almost a, an outreach kind of thing in a way from what I'm hearing. It definitely will be. Uh, Jason Brown and, and Ash Grayson, that was their goal, is to bring a film together that's going to help us in, uh, in just building people up. And, you know, th there's plenty of movies out there that don't do that. And uh, but I, I am just I'm really thrilled. Any opportunity that I have, whether playing a policeman or a, uh, a dad like I'm playing in Ohio, uh, a very concerned dad or, you know, whether I'm playing uh, a, a gentleman at a potluck dinner that I'll be playing later on in the week in Ohio. So, you know, whatever I'm playing, I just try to do my best at it and, and learn from that particular scene because, you know, we can all reach and teach someone, Maggie. It might just be one person, but you know what? You may be that person that can reach that person with that particular role that you're doing at that time. That's exactly right. I believe that to be true. There, we have so many teaching opportunities in, you know, and we're both in ministry. We both have nonprofits and, and we've done, you know, we understand the importance of, of reaching a demographic, whether it be teens, tweens, adults. And, but overall, you know, it's just really being obedient to what God is calling us to do in whatever season we're in. And it's exciting to me to see you do all of that because, um, you know, knowing you and Glenda, um, personally, it just it makes me so happy because not only did you star in that sh uh, that film, you were also there as a chaplain, weren't you? Uh, I am a chaplain. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so originally was that originally how it was going to be? And then you they, you ended up with the role in the film. God's always doing something cool. No, actually, um, I mean, I offered my services of that, but the way the way the whole thing with COVID thing, you have to be, I mean, it just really, today, it was hard for me to be there, obviously, my schedule to be there the whole set, but I was sure. there, and of course, you just, we were praying for this, the movie all the way through it, and we had beautiful weather, oh my goodness, it was beautiful, <laughs> except for a couple of days, y'all did send us, uh, God did send us a lot of rain, but uh, while I was there, sure, in Tennessee, weather. that's right. <laughs> While I was there, it was beautiful weather. So I told him I brought him Florida sunshine as my Yes, gift. you did. <laughs> it was, I know, when I knew you were headed to Tennessee and it was horrible here. I was like so grateful that you did bring the Florida sunshine. <laughs> we were needed it right after that horrible storm. Yes, thank you. So you've got, uh, okay, so you're, you're flying out to, or you're going to what, Ohio this week? And where else are you off to? I'll leave, uh, for Ohio uh, this week, I'm, I'm doing a, a Christian sitcom there, actually, which I think is another thing. I mean, we need to have more quality products or programs like that that'll, that'll help you laugh. You know, laughter does good like a medicine. Well, some people can actually, you know, 
make you laugh enough where they feel like you got a whole pharmacy. So, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think movies and sitcoms can do that as well. So, um, you know, I took an opportunity. I just auditioned. I just said, well, I'm going to audition for this. And uh, I was very uh, blessed when I received a call from the producer that they, they wanted to, to have me as this role. So I'm excited about that project, too. But it's probably uh, next year coming out as well. And we're not sure what network that'll be on. And then later in the week, I'll be up in uh, further up in Ohio, uh, north, and I'll be working with uh, Jason Campbell, of JC Films is another great studio and putting out a lot of uh, faith-based inspirational uh, family movies. And I'll be in a project called Duplicate, Duplicate, no, Duplicate Divinity. I'll get that right. It's hard for me to say those two words together. So <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Yeah. Anyway, Duplicate Divinity, I think is it. So we're excited awesome. about that one. I'm not sure any, any details when that might be out either. And what is your role again in that one? Actually, I'm just going to be at a potluck dinner and I'll be uh, I come up with a really funny senior citizen project. Let me just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that God is using you to bring humor onto the set and in these movies. That's so exciting. So, Keith, is such a it's such a shift and a change because I know that Dads for Life is very successful. It has helped multiple men over the years and women as well, um, you know, that have single family homes. Uh, so the resources, the, the things that you have made available. So what's up? What's new lately with Dads for Life? I mean, are you still doing your broadcasting? Uh, I've, I've kind of not, I haven't been doing any broadcasting lately. Okay. I'm trying to put together some new projects. We did have Dad's Garage come out this year. Uh, and that's been, uh, that was those first couple of episodes was, was really uh, a wonderful project to do. I do hope to get back to doing some more of those projects because we talk about restoration and whether it's a personal respiration restoration or whether it's a, a family restoration or whether it's a, a dad and a, a child restoration. I've talked to prisoners who said, I, I don't know if I could ever restore that. I said, well, if you're breathing, you, there's hope. And if you got hope, you know, I mean, God can help you restore that. And sure enough, uh, one cried and told me that he just wrote a letter uh, after suggestion. And sure enough, uh, they started that communication because everything starts with communication. Yes. Um, and uh, I believe, but with our father crisis in America today, uh, it, it's kind of turned going in the positive direction, but we still, you know, have four to, or four times greater risk of, of children without a father going into poverty and, and uh, you know, young girls becoming pregnant because there's no direction and there's no, there's no um, uh, uh, ways to, to teach them when you're not there all the time. Uh, we also have, you know, it's proven that, that more kids have uh, behavioral issues. And remember, Maggie, I did this for 10 years at a, a middle school, high school. I can tell you a lot of this stuff is absolutely true because I dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they look for that love in, in different places when, when a father's not there to give it. When I, when I raised our daughter, I said, this is not my role to teach you how to be a lady. My role is to teach you how a lady should be treated. And right. sure enough, uh, a lot of a lot of men agree with that. That's right, because I don't know nothing about teaching her how to be a lady, you know, but I know how to <laughs> teach her how a lady should be treated. So at 16 years old, I, I took her on a date, you know, opened the door for her and you know, and I bought her meal, of course, obviously. And I talked to her just about life. I talked to her about boys. I talked to her about, you know, just uh, making the right choices. And, you know, none of us are perfect, but we can we can learn through people who really uh, have a little bit some wisdom. And I think, dads, if you really look into it, you've got some wisdom you can share with your kids. You just have to open your mouth up to, to discuss that with them. 
That's so good. And I'm so uh, glad that you brought that up because it's incredibly important. And I would agree with you. You know, we we read the stats and they are startling. And but whenever we see it within our professions, uh, the things that are going on, like I've been real passionate this last two years about helping tweens and teen girls uh, connect with their mothers and their mothers, you know, because let's face it, as women, we need to be imparting, you know, the older to the younger and the younger to the youngest. We need to be working together. And there's such a crisis in identity going on in the world today. And so it's just taking those nuggets of wisdom and transferring them and encouraging someone to use them. And that's what you're doing with Dads for Life and the Restoration Project. I absolutely love it. What I, I think is so cool is I the little intro video in the shop. That is like the coolest ever. <laughs> I, I, that, that place I could stay there for hours actually. And uh, you know, he started that, that car museum as a ministry. And uh, when I was, I was down there just looking at everything, you know, kind of like you do in a movie set, you'll go and kind of scope out the place. And I was down there and I literally saw a father and a son talking about what a carburetor used to be like, or what he used to do back in the day when you could actually work on stuff under the hood. And literally he was under the hood explaining that to, uh, to the, his son. And when I was doing, and I did the interview with uh, Sidney Hobbs, who owns that, I told him, I said, he said, well, it's about restoration. I said, well, let me tell you, it's working. And I explained that to him, that story. And he was like, really? I said, yes, that's true. Because not only in restoring the cars, you could sometimes have to really spend a lot of time restoring your relationship with your children. Absolutely. Maggie, or with your spouse or with your family or whatever it takes. It starts with somewhere, you know, and if, you, if you're both quiet for the rest of your life, then it never gets restored. Well, if the car sits rusting out in the 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 field and never gets started, it never gets restored. So it's good to find that restoration process and whatever we need to restore. Yeah, and it starts with God, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is incredibly important. And, and, and I love the analogy of, of the old cars being restored because that's what it's like. You know, we have to look at the old stuff. We have to sand down any rough edges of, you know, uh, issues of unforgiveness or uh, things like that and really uh, communicate about what is God saying about relationships. It's so vital, vitally important. And uh, that's, you know, one of the things that's near and dear to my heart is strong marriages, strong families. And I do believe that that can turn into raising strong adults that are able to rely on the Lord, not on their own strength, when I say strong, but rely on the Lord. I always use the analogy of the triangle. You know, here's here's me, here's my husband, here's God. The closer we get to God, the closer we are, period, right. you know. And that goes for the same with our relationships with our children. But we're in a generation where it's kind of like this, you know, and it's all about me, 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 me. You know, they're just very... Um, I, I, I was talking to a young lady that's 22 the other day, and she said, yeah, she said, my generation has been known as the first generation to be the most self-centered. It's all about me. We live in a selfie world, and we're losing the art of communication because everybody's doing this instead of doing this, you know, looking at one another, communicating with one another. And uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up about fathers taking their daughters out. Now, obviously, your daughter's older now, an adult, and you took her out when she was 16. I really believe for you dads out there watching, talk to your girls at like, middle school, 12, you know, at the latest, because I can promise you that there are, are kids at the things they used to do in high school, 
they're doing in middle school and the things they used to do in middle school, they're doing in elementary. And uh, it's just mind blowing the, the way that Generation Z is changing. So do you have any advice for parents? You are so good at what you do, Keith. Do you have any advice for parents in a digital world? You have to know what's going on. You know, I, I remember a, a parent telling me, well, that that's her phone. I can't go on her phone. I said, Who, did that child buy that 12000 or 12000 $1,200 phone or $500, whatever it costs. I mean, today, right. I, I don't care to have a new one because of the cost involved. But the thing is that whatever that they're using to communicate with the world, I can tell you this, that um, if you bought the phone, you need to know what's going on on that thing because it's really attached to your name too. Uh, we just did a, we're just finished up a movie in Orlando about human trafficking and yes. uh, oh my goodness, it's called not for sale. It'll be out later, probably first of next year. But yeah. the thing is, is that particular, uh, the digital world is used a lot in that particular um, it is. Uh, uh, industry, but you know, you have to know what's going out there. And, and I remember a case I had actually right when, when cell phones came out and the and AOL chat line came out and all that back in at that school. And I chased down a uh, an internet uh, predator uh, 48 hours it took me. I didn't sleep for 48 hours till we found him, but we found him. And I had very limited technology uh, ways to figure it out back then. So I just went back to, you know, the old school way of doing investigations, but we found him. And, but today it's a lot worse. It's a lot worse than, I mean, parents have to know what's going out there on the internet with their children. It's incredibly important. And the film that's coming out in January is incredibly important. So you all make sure that you watch that when it comes out. It is not for sale. And tell us about your experience on that set. I'm, I'm excited about that film because I'm so passionate about human trafficking. I just, I just went, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Stop human trafficking. <laughs> I actually, I just went, I went down there just to be involved somehow, you know, just to help. And I wound up playing a hotel clerk in that particular movie uh, where, where girls are brought to. Uh, but I can tell you that no matter, um, first of all, just no matter what the role is, I'm just happy to be involved. If it's helping somebody, if it's inspiring somebody, or if it's making you laugh, I mean, those, you know, or leading you towards the Lord. I, you know, those are some of my keys to be involved in something. But I just went down there. It was just I just wanted to be involved and I was going to be in the background. And, and sure enough, because of what it's doing in Florida is a very high rated yes. state in that mess. But, yes, yes. Uh, I, you know, everybody um, ha has their way of looking at, at different problems we're having. Well, our country has a lot of problems right now. And and uh, you have to figure out, OK, wh where do you fit in to make it better? You know. Gandhi said, if you know, if you want to be the change you want to see in the world, you know, and, you know, whatever it is, as long as you're making somebody happy or that day, if you can make somebody smile, you know, there you go in a store, nobody even smiles anymore. Like you said, they're always looking at this, mm -hmm. but, you know, and then you smile at somebody and they wonder what's wrong with you sometimes, you know, but right. I just, you want to get somebody's attention, go around near somebody and cough, you know, even though you're doing it at your elbow, then they get, you know, then people <laughs> right. want to look at you really Tackle weird. You. So, but you know, life is short, Maggie. And uh, the Bible says life is short. It's like a vapor. It's like a fog. It's, it'll disappear very quickly. And we have to do something today that's going to help somebody for tomorrow. I just believe that. And no matter what you do, you can find that in helping somebody. And, you know, I have a quote. I've said it about 15 years ago, and it's caught on somehow, is that, you know, if you go through life helping only yourself, you'll go through this life alone. Yes, yes. Laura's amen with you over here. <laughs> She's amen with you. <laughs>
I'm sorry, audience. Sometimes we we are uh, we try to keep this very evergreen because this is going to be available on Creative Motion Network, and so uh, I don't interact like I typically do. So it's not that we're ignoring y'all. Uh, we appreciate the viewers checking this out because it is important information. I'm talking today with Keith Jowers. He is an actor, a nonprofit. He holds a PhD. He is a chaplain, and him and his wife Linda live in the Jacksonville area of Florida. And their their ministry, the the Dads for Life, has impacted so many people over the years and there are books and resources available to you so i encourage you to go check out the website subscribe to anything that they're doing and be recognize key's face because god has moved him into doing something he's very passionate about in the season of life and i cannot wait i'm so excited about the projects that you're working on because i think you're right keith even if you were just on set praying that is is bringing glory to God and helping those things come forth. And I'm so glad that you went down to Florida to be a part of that because that is an incredible um, uh, thing that needs more exposure. We have we're way better. When I first heard of trafficking like 20 years ago, uh, we are so much farther along and uh, than where we used to be as far as awareness. But it is still a huge issue here in Middle Tennessee. It's really bad. It's really bad because we are like a hub because we're like, you know, three and a half hours to Atlanta, uh, five hours to Indianapolis, four hours to St. Louis, uh, Birmingham. We're like right in the center and you can be at any major city at any time. And so it's incredibly important. So if you guys please be aware, educate yourself, look for the signs. There are signs available to you if you are in truck stops or even and don't think that this only happens in other countries it's happening in your own backyard uh be familiar with your neighborhood be familiar with some of the signs and we don't have time to go real deep into that but I, the lord just kind of pulled that up out of my spirit as you were talking about that film how awareness is vital whenever it comes to the season that we're living in and uh, the second timothy lifestyle that we're seeing so many people live and uh you know human trafficking is be replacing uh, drug trafficking because it's a lot easier to hide people than it is drugs. You get pulled over with people in the car. It's no big deal. You get pulled over with drugs in the car, you're going to jail. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just a really challenging thing. And I'm so glad you went down there, worked on that project. I'm excited about all the things God's got your hands in and definitely always passionate about dads for life. So Keith, if you can lead the audience with a key, what would that key be? I think that key, Maggie, would be that, you know, we're all free to choose. Um, the choices we make, though, today, uh, it's going to determine, um, you know, what we're going to have, be, and do for the tomorrows of our life. Yeah. Um, I just believe that the more we're involved in something that's passionate about and changing somebody else's life, then, you know, and not just ourselves. Um, I, I think not only is your life going to be better, not only is your life going to be more peaceful, but think about it. You change somebody else's life and, you know, lead them to the Lord. That's even better. Right. But I'm talking about just just being being human. My, my grandfather, I love him. And I got a picture right here on my desk of him from 1970 something. But he he was a big man. But you know what? And even though he might not have the same opinion of you politically or what you think about sometimes, he didn't, he, you're a human being. God made you. So he would ask you if you're hungry, you know, on the Sunday, Sunday morning dinners after church or whatever, they'd be huge. I mean, he makes sure if you walk by his house, you weren't hungry, okay, or thirsty. <laughs> but he would offer so much to so many people. And we've gotten away from that. We only think about ourselves, you know. Yeah. And in time, there's nothing new under the sun. 
But in time, God, God can turn any situation around. So that would be my key. And I'd like to just give you a scripture too, if you don't mind. Yes, please. Ecclesiastes 3.13, it says, Man should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of his labors, for these are gifts from God. So good. So good. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, your grandfather is a very wise man. And I'm thankful for the uh, generational blessing that he has passed on in your life. And you've been able to pass on to your daughter, but yet to share with the multitudes. And uh, and I love I love give Glenda my love. I love her. She's an amazing woman. And the two of you together are just just God's doing such amazing things. And it's because you take each day as a gift. And you impart that to others. So thank you, Keith, for all you do at Dads for Life. And we look forward to seeing you on the screen. And we'll see you guys here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless. Thank you, Maggie. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you for being back on the show with me. It's always a pleasure. God bless you. God bless you.